0: Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. Hello, and welcome to today's Selling Without Sleeves podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jolly Jarvis, and today I am joined by Scott Bullard, who is from confidencecoach.org. We'll talk around how challenges and difficulties and things like what Scott experienced, which was you know, dyslexia at a young age and people not believing in you and feeling like you can achieve, um, how that she, you can turn that around and you can use that experience to make you a better version of yourself and put you in a position where actually you're, you're really great and you've got some really you know unique selling points when it comes to helping others, supporting your customers and adding value. That's another
1: free talking there. That's yeah,
0: anything's possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. That's the thing, though. Yeah. To be fair, once <laughs> you've got yeah. three children, anything's yeah. possible. Yeah, anything's possible. I remember those days. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. So I got you in today because I wanted to talk to you around your, you know, your your sort of background and you know, you struggled at school, you had dyslexia, you, you know, it's, I've been talking on the podcast around people showing up um, as who they are being themselves. And it was very much around, you know, um, being um, authentic, so that you're attracting your ideal customer, and then you're working with the right people, rather than trying to be somebody you're not, and kind of attracting people who um, they're not right for you anyway. Um, which then makes things so much more difficult, as we were saying before, um, you know, it's nice to actually, when you click with somebody, it's really good. Um, so that's what you want to be attracting. Um, but I think sometimes people feel that they need to be more, they -hmm. need to compensate. They look at somebody else, they see what somebody else is doing. And actually, you know, the difficulties that you can experience and the experiences you can have in your life can all add up to a very great, unique package of you Mm -hmm. for your customer um and so it was really around how those struggles when you were younger how that's kind of filtered into and made you who you are as far as a coach is concerned but before I get started on that before we get started on that I do want to fill people in on how we actually met so um Scott, do you want to explain what we were doing where you were when we? Because uh, you aren't a random that I've just agreed to have on my podcast, are you? We've known each other for quite some time now.
1: Yeah. So let's let's first give them a perspective. So how many years has it been, Sarah? I, five. five. up to
0: five.
1: Okay, that's what Orlina said. So I so I think it's coming up to five. So um, we were we we go to Maui, Hawaii, two or three times a year. And we go to this breakfast place every time we're there, and it's around a beautiful beach in Napili Beach and uh, out in Kapalua. And we were there with uh, a couple of other couples that are good friends of ours, and we're waiting in line because this place is so famous. And Sarah can tell you about this if you. It's don't. Yeah, it's. Just a little it was planet.
0: In Lonely Planet. The Lonely Planet said that it was really good, so we were like, well, "We are going to have to try it." Right. used to be fair based on some of our experiences with lonely planet recommendations before was- we probably shouldn't have done but actually on this occasion they were right so that they actually had visited it yeah but yeah it was it was massive queues isn't it it's like it's not a big deal to be waiting an hour or so
1: oh yeah two two hours would be if you've been there before you'd be like yeah that's kind of that can happen and so we were all waiting in line. And um, do you remember the umbrellas for the sun that they have there? Anyway, yeah. So yeah. we're waiting and we're all talking and we're goofing around because we're like teenage kids, basically. Uh, <laughs> we've all been together for a long time and just love that place. And so we kept hearing this English accent and... Uh, <laughs> So we're we're not shy people, as Eric can probably find out. And Martin knows too. So we just start talking and um, these kids, we call them the kids, they're on this whirlwind honeymoon for how many months were you guys gone? Or like
0: So we were so we've come the honeymoon was literally how many weeks? I think it's about three weeks for the honeymoon, okay. but we we told you around our travels, which was like eighteen months we'd gone away previously, yeah. wasn't it? So yeah, we'd done a little. We we where had we gone? We we'd landed in. So we'd done. Um. Oh, so we'd fl- we'd flown over to the west coast, and we'd gone to oh the one Not with there. the nice. No. Uh, no, the, we flew back via there, so. We landed in oh with the with the trams. It's really nice, and it's got um uh
1: San Francisco.
0: San Francisco. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. 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 the first day of our honeymoon, we went to Alcatraz.
1: Oh, oh, <laughs> Martin. Hey, let the, let <laughs> the irony was not lost. <laughs> hear, let Martin hear this part of it. That was a bad decision. <laughs> 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 I know he's not there, so that I can say that's a bad. Thing. <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, as the story goes, we're in line, we're waiting, and we just start a conversation, and uh, it's just a wonderful story uh, that Martin and Sarah have of their love for each other and to travel and to see the world. And um, <clears throat> we had done a lot of similar things, but much yeah. older, you know. So we have been to a lot of. So we just hit it off. It was like we had known them forever. And um, so we go into the restaurant and we sit down at our table and they're sitting across the way. And and um, we're all like, OK, we need to do something, you know, the, for these kids. They're they're amazing. And so we all go, OK, well, let's buy them breakfast. Like, yeah, <laughs> let's do that. So so we did that. So we got the waiter. And then do you remember the spider? So she the spider did. Do you remember that? So they had that spider on a on a string. Yeah. Yeah. yeah see, you forgot. Yeah.
0: So I did we, the yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we had the spider come and scare him. and and uh, so anyway, we, we just we just connected, and we're like, you know what? We want to stay in contact with these guys. We want to see what they're going to do with their life, and and so that that's kind of how it started. Which.
0: Yeah. It, it was weird because we were sat there. I didn't realise it was your fault. The spider scenario. Um, we were sat there at the table and they bought the bill and they put it like they put it against like the the sauce pots and then off they go. Yeah. And then they came and took it away and I was like, well, we haven't paid for that yet. And then so there's me kind of like getting involved, being like, where's my bill? <laughs> and, then, and then they were like, you told them to tell us that we were like their millionth customer or something. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we were like, no, we're not having that. I was like. That's
1: not true. <laughs> but it actually made me. That place is so popular. You could have been the million.
0: I could have been. Yeah. And I was like, what? So I think we ended up coming across and being like, did you pay for our breakfast? Yeah, <laughs> because they won't, let us, they won't let us pay. Yeah. Yeah. And I
1: think at that point we exchanged like email or something. and Yeah. And yeah, and
0: then I think we, we, we kind of like hooked up on Facebook.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah,
0: And that's yeah. kind of where it all went from. And then you guys came and visited. So Clara was about six months old, so a couple yeah. of years back now. Yeah. Three years, three years. Three years. Yeah. But we and, were uh, back
1: from Africa. And we yeah. we came into Amsterdam and then we flew into London and then came up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We saw. Yeah. yeah. It was wonderful.
0: It was, it was like, a really
1: good day. We've been talking the whole time in between, like, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, so we yeah had- we've had kids and you, you've had grandchildren and yeah. yeah, it's just been a really nice friendship to keep in, in contact with. So yeah. it's been there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you guys were there for us when Martin was poorly and stuff. Yeah. It's been amazing. So yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I want to get back to your question. <laughs> so, so
1: let, so, let me say this though, Sarah. So, you know, in life, sometimes we're so busy. Right, because we all have a lot of things to do and and responsibilities and all of this, but sometimes in life, you know, people come across your path, mm-hmm. and particularly when you're traveling, I think there's so much opportunity, and when you're authentically yourself, and then you meet people that are just their self, you know, no pretenses, no whatever, they're just their self. There's a great opportunity for um, for a relationship to really um, grow and foster and really support and encourage each other in whatever, you know, wherever we're going in our life. But in this world we live in today because of the virtual ability to communicate, we can continue to build on that over time. And we are so proud of Martin and Sarah and for all you guys have done and your kids. And it's just, it's been one of those things in life where you just kind of go, wow, life was great. And then we met them and, and it's so much better because you guys are really who you are. And it hasn't changed since waiting in the line and, you know, <laughs> and and going. And we just happened to tell Martin, do you remember? It's worth it. Like, <laughs> he was like, I'm
0: over the line. I don't want to wait <laughs> the I'm over. Hey. Right, So Martin, I'm yeah. over the, I'm like, i don't think, I think the thing was right. We turned up to Q when we were hungry. Yeah. So the, the
1: front. Yeah. we
0: really were our authentic selves we were quite hungry yeah, yeah
1: yeah all the pretenses were away so we, yeah, yeah give so, me a
0: pancake yeah
1: so i i i think you know that's one thing sarah that i'll say is you know we can totally be ourselves and you know orlena my wife martin your husband you know the four of us together are are like pals from school you know from a long ways back. And yet, you know, age wise, there's what, 30 years difference, whatever it is. Yeah. And yet we always feel like we're learning, we're growing, we're, you know, seeing what you're doing and uh, it, it's great for us. It keeps us young, like, you know, to see that and to be a part of that. And we're not parents or family, so we don't have all the other stuff to deal with. It's you just, you like to get a, just be and enjoy one another and learn And we can be ourselves. We're not worried about that part. We can just, and and, you know, so I think I guess. Yeah. And
0: I think it's from my, from our point of view, I think it's been really nice because, you know, you can see it can help you keep focused. So we see how you guys are together now and, you know, you've, you've gone through and you've done some of the journey that we're doing. And so it's yeah. nice. It? You've even got, you know, you've got three kids. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I'll blame you on the bad days. It's all your yeah. fault for making me feel like it's possible.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. We stopped at three, though.
0: We... Yeah, that's it. I've told him. I said, if you want any more, you can find somebody else to have them. <laughs> I am done. You're done. There We're is done. no more. No, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. shot at. Yeah. <laughs> You're over it. I really am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my friends keep saying to me, they're like, Are you sure you wouldn't want another one? Are you, you know, you don't feel sad at the milestones. And I'm like, No. No.
1: No. The amount
0: of clutter in my loft is getting less. Yeah. And, like, yeah. and we said three. I'm very I'm very target driven. <laughs> yeah. 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 The
1: goals like, were achieved.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we, we said three. We've yeah. done three. I was oh, like, that's yeah. it. And yeah. and it's really nice actually now to enjoy to enjoy the milestones in a kind of You know, in a positive way, like Isaac's sleeping through the night now, and it's like we're home and dry. I feel very home and dry on the fact that we've got three children and we're really fortunate they all sleep well. And, you know, he might make up a little bit early sometimes, but he's all going in the right direction. And they're healthy. healthy. And they're healthy, they're they're happy, and it's like, you know, we just – with everything, every time you achieve something with him and and they're all kind of just moving along that process, it's nice to feel – you know, I'm I'm okay with not having a newborn again. Yeah. How, how little sleep do you get when you've got a newborn? <laughs> um, but it's 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 kind of that progression. It's it's nice. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's enjoying those moments rather than
1: yeah. And I and I think part of it is you know as we've talked a lot of times is you know enjoying the journey because mm. you know kids are with you. It seems like it's going to be forever, and then tomorrow they're away to university, and you're like. Oh, how did that, you know, so, so we have to like every day go, okay, how do we, you know, develop an experience or, or something, a memory or, or develop something in them as we're having those years where we have that influence, right? And, and then authentically them seeing you for who you really are. Here's mom, here's dad, you know, these are the people they are. And what can I take from that and become the person Mm -hmm. that I need to become? But that's all time and that takes intentionality and that takes focus. But they, they they don't hear what you say. They they know who you are. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that's what you and Martin are so good at. Like when we were talking a couple of weeks ago, it's just like you're both so honest in, in a loving way, like about, about life and about the kids and about what you're doing. And I think your children really are the benefactors of that. Like, because that's what they're being modeled, you know, to really what that means and what that looks like in everyday life. And that's being authentic.
0: Well, that's it, isn't it? It's kind of walking the walk rather than saying it and then doing something different. It's those, you know, it's all adding up, right? And I think that's the thing when I say to people around being authentic with their customers and stuff, it's like, you know, that sixth sense, which you keep adding extra bit, you know, every time somebody does something, you bank it. And it's like when somebody you're not sure about someone, your head's banking those little moments of that's incongruent that person's behaving like this but they're saying this and Mm -hmm. when you are just yourself there's no need to remember and and I say to people you know about like communication style and how to behave around their client you know do as much as you can of of, you know try not to rein yourself in too much because at the end of the day you are who you are and you know you're not going to not everyone's going to love you um but there will be enough people out there yeah. um you know as long as you're you know you think about how that might make somebody else feel and you know you you've come within the parameters of being a decent human being yeah. you're kind of on the on the right track to to attracting the right tribe for you
1: yeah.
0: um and 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 working with that so yeah. definitely i, I think I, children are a very good you know they they're very good at yeah. noticing inconsistencies and weaknesses uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> And I think your point around that, you know, if we're authentically ourselves, then doubt does not creep into the customer's mind. Mm -hmm. The moment we divert or try to be somebody or something we're not is when their doubt meter starts to go up. And when people have doubt or uncertainty, the decision is going to be no. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? So, so. So I think that, you know, even encouraging people more, you know, there's so much influence in the world today to be a certain way or be like this person or that person. We have all these people in our life that we look up to or we learn from. But I would challenge the listeners today, Sarah, to be the best version of yourself. Yeah. Then that is the surest way to success, right? And so that's what we've seen with you and Martin. Like you've become a better version of yourself every time we touch base, every time there's communicate, every time we see each other, we see this growth. Now it's hard to see it in yourself because you're living
0: mm-hmm. in it. You're around it all the time, isn't it?
1: Right. But from one step removed and perfectly from the U.S. to the U.K., it's easy for us to see it, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's what. You know, that's what you're teaching your people. That's what you're coaching. That's what you're you're helping people to understand is become the best version of yourself. Because there is that block of customers somewhere in the world, and now we do business all over the world. world. That is going to relate to that, is going to want that, and is going to be willing to pay very good to have that um, as part of what they're doing, right? And so, I really echo you know we call it the best version and in order to become the best version we have to we have to deal with the lies that we have believed that are not really truly ourselves so we do a lot of what are the lies that you're believing and then exchange them for the truths that are really true about who you are right and so that that when we do that then immediately you see a different result people are like wow that customer conversation went better or the talk with my boss went better because I'm not coming from a place of lies or uncertainty or doubt or fear, but I'm actually dealing in the truth of who I am. My own identity is this. And like you were saying at the beginning, my own identity since my first memories has been being a dyslectic, which in our school system at that time in the 60s was like they just stuck you in a corner and said, you're stupid and you'll never be anything but a janitor because they, they didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. But yeah. in that, what I found as part of my identity is to see the greatness, the skills, the abilities and others, because I couldn't see it in myself, which has been very interesting. And now it's the work that we get to do in these years. And that's all, you know, but I've, I've totally accepted. That's my identity. But that's also my gift. It's become this gift where I've been able to influence people that I never thought I would be able to be in the same room, and let alone have them say, will you help me? Because I have some of my own lies and I haven't been living out my authentic self. And I need to get rid of some of these and I need to put the truth in. I need to reprogram, to use Martin's language, I need to program <laughs> truth, right? Yeah. Into myself. so When I'm in these meaningful conversations with Sarah, I am really who I am. That is my true identity. And when you're authentic like that, there's power and it multiplies and the influence is so much greater.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. I mean. Because we're influenced by people. We go, the radar is, wow, that's really who they are. Right. It's this relationship that we have. I know who you really are. And so I'm impacted by that. So it's. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So when you say around, like, you know, thinking about what, you know, the lies and what you tell yourself and what you feel like this is actually what, you know, this is what I think of myself. And then, you know, you're sort of changing that by looking at actually what you are. Is that looking at the facts? How do you find that information? How do you kind of face up to that?
1: I love that. Um so so the first thing is you, all progress begins and we've talked about this before with being honest about who you are, where you're at and what's happened. So we have to we have to first discover the lie is most of the time something that somebody else has told you about yourself that isn't true. So for me I use my own story cuz it's so powerful. I had teachers which were real authorities in in my life say that I wouldn't ever be able to be anything, meaning I wouldn't ever go to university, I wouldn't ever be able to do anything of impact in the world. I chose to believe that, Sarah. You know, I mean I you know that story. I, I because you know at that age you're so influenceable. And so we were talking about your kids before. That's a big that's a big thing that we have to be careful with what we say to our kids or label them. Yeah. So, so we have to, we start there with people. And oftentimes I've got on the board here, what were your memories of being six years old? That's like one of the first questions that what's your first memory as a six-year-old? And so much what I find, even with world leaders, is that what they thought about or what they believed at six years old is how their whole life has been. Hmm. So I could have gotten stuck at seven and believed that I was only going to be a janitor, and I'm not against janitors, but I I or I could have thought, no, there's something more. And, and in my little mind, as a little guy, and I was tiny, I was the tiniest kid in our class. I somehow believed that something magical or amazing was going to happen in my life. I didn't know how or whatever. But there was this thing inside of me and and it was fostered by my mother and my grandmother and and other people as I got older. But I knew that I knew that there there was going to be this amazing life. And then I got to 18 and I met this beautiful young girl and I never had a girlfriend. And we started dating. And I knew within a couple of weeks that I loved her. I loved Orlena. And she so believed in me that it built on my belief. And I thought, well, maybe I can do anything. Maybe maybe I can do these hopes and dreams that I've always had for my life. And then she built on that. And we've been dating for 43 years now, coming up <laughs> here in March. And, and pretty soon, the belief of what that could be, the truth of who I was to change the world, in my way, beca- it became reality one step at a time, right? And so I replaced all that doubt, all that lie, by overcompensating for the truth of who I really was. But that's by surrounding yourself by with people that actually see yeah. that. It's
0: helping you, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Right. So <laughs> yeah. what Martin has done with you, and you have done with Martin, like so? When we met, you guys, I was like. These guys are going to change the world because they're really for each other, not in just a love way, but they see the greatness in each other and they, they're not afraid of it and they celebrate and they encourage it and they lift each other up. Hmm. And when two people come together like that, sir, and you know this because you're living it, it's amazing what you can do. (laughs) And that's. That's what I found, Selina. Yeah. Right. That's what and, yeah. and so and so. I don't know if that totally answers your question, but 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 it starts with being honest and going, you know what, that's not true about me. And and then going, and then you know, what are the truths about you that you want to now start living out, believing into, and actually taking action in in your life? Like, what are those things? And they could be, you know, there's all these different areas of your life. For some people, that, that could be physical. It could be a physical limitation of I could never run a marathon, okay? But, but they can because we can replace that lie that maybe they failed in PE or in a sport at a young age, and so they had that limiting belief. And it could be education, and it could be a business failure. We work with a lot of people that have failed three and four or five times in a business and now by exchanging the lie now are succeeding in a way they could have never imagined. Right. And
0: it, on that on with, you know, with people when they fail with business one, of, you know, it's really sad, but a lot of the time when I speak to people who've had failure or they're frightened of failure, the biggest fear when you start asking them around it is that, you know, the sort of biggest critics are their closest friends and family. Um, and, it, you know, in it's culturing that environment for them that, you know, they're so frightened of moving and making the wrong move that they're not making any move. And then they're like a rabbit caught in the car headlights and then you're not going to do anything. And then everyone knows what happens to the rabbit, which is caught in the car headlights. Um, but it's that fear of the, the people around them who they respect and they they want, you know, to have a positive opinion of them. and And a lot of the time those people's opinions are based on, you know, whenever people start talking to me, I'm like, well, who are these people? You know, at some the other weeks, I think it was a, it was somebody, it was a contact on Facebook and they said, all oh, these people were saying this. And I was like, but do they own a business? Have they ever owned a business? And the vast majority of the time, it comes from those people's own insecurities and their own own people's ability to, to take risk or to, to feel comfortable or uncomfortable. And, you know, they're seeing it, you know, people, when they can be like that, a lot of the time it's, they're actually, it's, it's about their own insecurities and their own feelings, isn't it? Yeah. And, it, you know, that's, it's more of a reflection on them than it is on you.
1: It's almost like debugging and programming. I'm not a programmer, so and you know I'm not a techie. So, but, <laughs> but it's the same concept. We, when we have lies, we can deal with them, but we also have to debug the people in our life that are not building us up into our authentic self or a true identity. And when we have to say, okay, that's no longer helpful for my best future or my best version of myself. And so part of dealing with the lies is to debug those people or to remove them out of your life. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I have to have good programming around me. And you know, Orlina well, she is the best programmer for me. I mean, everybody in the world can say that I'm crazy or I can't do this or be that or whatever. But if she says I can, I will not be stopped. (laughs) That's 43 years of great programming from a person. She's never said a bad word about me in 43 years to somebody else. Now that's powerful. Now, who do you have in your life that's bringing out the authentic, true identity of who you are? So when you go out on that sales call, you have the confidence and the courage uh, to go and ask for the order, to build the relationship, to get the long-term customer. That comes from that. It doesn't Mm -hmm. come from all this other stuff that we've been told it comes from because it starts inside of you. These nine inches from your heart to your mind, the nine inches here that I call this this highway, if that isn't good programming, if that isn't healthy, if that isn't being built up constantly – then you're leaning on stuff that isn't true. What other people say, what other people want you to do, what they want you to be somebody else, right? Sarah, you know you you deal with this more than even I do. I mean, they want to make you into this robot salesperson. <laughs> and you're like, this is not Sarah.
0: It's you. It was really interesting, actually, because last, last last week's podcast is all around like, actually being yourself. And if it doesn't feel comfortable, if it doesn't feel right, you shouldn't say it. And you know, I've said that to clients when they've come on board, you know, when we've been talking around what they've they've currently been doing, because they've adopted something that somebody's told them is going to work. And it worked for that person, for their audience, with their communication style. It's not your communication style. And, you know, even if, I tell you something that you're not comfortable with, don't do it. You know, yeah. if it doesn't fit with you, if it's not something you'd say and feel comfortable saying in front of your other half, yeah, then it's probably yeah. out of character. And if it's out of character, you know, it comes back to the trust scene that you were saying. It's going to build those seeds of trust, that speed of doubt in people's mind. Sure. They're not going to trust you. And the easiest response when things don't feel right from a customer is to just say, no, I'm all right.
1: Yeah. 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 And yeah. it happens every day to thousands and thousands of people on a sales call all the time. And then they leave and they go back and get in their car or on the train or whatever. And they go, what did I do wrong? Well, they didn't do anything wrong. They just came from the wrong identity. They came from the lie instead yeah. of the truth of who they are. Mm-hmm. And yet they're beating themselves up, right? Because we've all right. done it. We're beating their stuff up. In my last company, I had 4,000 salespeople all across the U S right. And this would happen over and over again. And I was like, what am I missing? I'm not training them. I'm not something, I'm missing something. Well, what I was missing was they were working out of a lie. And when you work out of a lie, what's the end of a lie? How does every lie end badly? (laughs) Right. I mean, so, so how do we get them to work out of the truth? And then, and then, and then know that they can trust that because that's where the confidence comes in. And I want to do business and and have somebody that's going to sell me that has this not a cockiness but a confidence and assurance mm. that they know that they know that they know, you yeah. know what I mean like yeah.
0: that. And and
1: then you're like, well, sure, you know, yeah,
0: okay. it's it's, the, it's a com- the confidence and passion over what you sell is what. And that's the thing is is if you've got reservations about what you're selling, yeah. you just really shouldn't bother. And yeah. you know, if your heart's not in it don't bother um and you know and it's very easy to say that um but you know it's it's the truth that you know if if you're not into that there are other things that you can sell there's other things that you can do um but there's no point you know slogging on trying to sell something that you're not you don't truly believe in if you don't believe in it yourself Mm -hmm. however good an actor you are you're never going to get other people buying into it in the long term
1: So part of the, part of the lie, the part of the, the way, you know, you're, you're, you're not living in your true identity is, is when you, we call it stuckedness in our coaching, when you've been stuck in a sales position for seven years and nothing's really happened, you, you, you're just making the minimum numbers, you're meeting the minimum quota, you, you know, but you haven't realized that. You haven't been honest with yourself to go, this is not what my life should be about. I shouldn't wake up Monday dreading starting Sunday afternoon, right? I should wake up Monday and going, wow, okay, I get to do this now, this week. Mm -hmm. I get to call on these people. I get to make these presentations. I get to do these things. If you're not feeling that, you need to reach out to Sarah and you need to find a place, if sales is your thing, to where you can have that feeling. Yeah. Right? Because your life, believe me, yesterday I was 25, Sarah, and today I'm 21. <laughs> I'm sorry, <what's> <laughs> right? So, so why are we wasting our life? You get one, one chance, right? Why why are we doing that? Why are we accepting that? Because we feel so badly about ourselves, because we're not truly being who we are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's why we stay stuck. Yeah. And I do these hot seats with people, and I and I and I unstick them. And there's emotion, and there's anger, and there's oftentimes things said that they've never said before, because they finally re- have are dealing with the real problem. And is that is that they've decided because they believe the life to stay where they're at, which is not getting them the dreams and goals that they want for their life. And now they're finally being honest about it and going, okay, this is not going to work. I've been here seven years. This is a dead end. Why am I going to invest another day of my life? And we all know life is very fragile. As you have discovered, we've all, right? Why are we going to invest another day for something that does not inspire us to be all that we can be and that we're excited about and we're passionate and we believe in? Why are we going to do that? because you believe the lie.
0: So what would you say to someone if someone said, "Yeah, okay, I don't have that support around me. I don't have somebody
1: mm-hmm.
0: encouraging me and getting me to be my authentic self and, you know, I do feel like I'm living a bit of a lie." What can they do?
1: Hopefully there's somebody in your life. Now, if it's not your 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 partner, your your wife, your husband, whoever, if it's not that person, then you've got to go find that person. Like you need to have somebody and say Hey, I need to talk to somebody about where I'm at with this, and 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 you know what? I need, I need you to be like a light post. Do you know what I'm talking about? So a lot of my coaching is I sit and listen for ninety minutes, and I may not say <laughs> anything because they don't have a light post in their life, which is just somebody they can talk to, and they're not. so so so, so that might be the beginning point for them, right? Then it, it also might be a situation where they can look at their um, look at look at getting a book or or something that we have a lot of our clients do, and that's journaling a series of questions every morning, right? And I think we've talked about this. And so so I have a set number of questions that I give new clients, and I say, now every day your homework is what we call it in the States, but the first thing you're is Yeah, yeah. yeah is you're going to answer these seven questions and and you're not to look back to the prior day. And all those seven questions are doing is addressing all the lies and starting to replace them with the truth in your own words, because that's what speaks to your identity. It's super powerful. I've been doing it for years and years and years. And now people come to me and go, okay, I want to do this and I want to achieve this great thing. And I go, well, the first thing is to buy a journal. Oh, I don't write. I don't. Oh, I don't. That doesn't work for me. And I go, no. You either do that.
0: I feel like someone's trying to tell me something. Journaling just keeps coming up.
1: (laughs) So this is for Sarah. So the rest of you don't listen to this part. (laughs) I'm going to send you these seven questions, and for Uh 30 days you're gonna you're gonna just write. It could be one word.
0: How many days?
1: 30 days, you're going to do this every morning, first thing you're going to write, you're going to answer these questions. And then you're going to look back and then you're going to, you're going to compare to where you were at in your identity and who you, who you are and, and what, how you see yourself from the beginning to 30 days later. And I've never had somebody not be so transformed. They're like, I couldn't believe it can be this simple and yet this profound. But when we actually write something down, and I'm not on a computer, but you actually handwrite it because the brain works okay. through the hand. Stanford University here did a whole thing. The writing with a pen or a pencil imprints on your brain, the computer does not in the same way, not even close. So they're finding all this now. Yeah, it's so powerful. And so so a person, if you didn't there was nobody else in the world that would help you with this, you could get a journal, you could You could do these seven questions, and in thirty days, you could make a journey in your identity to start living the truth of who you really are and what you're going to do in this world. That's Um, if you had
0: no. Because because Martin is like obviously Mister Journal, but I'm like I I am a little bit like with like like, I'm just like I don't I don't I'm not much of a I'm not much of a writing downy kind of person. (laughs)
1: And so, so Sarah, here's 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 part of the uncomfortability of that. And we all have this. And and that's why it's baby steps of 30 days of doing is sometimes it's it's uncomfortable to look into ourselves and go, I don't really want to think about that.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah.
1: Right. And, 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 And so that that is probably an experience you had back in your life, I would assume when you were a kid that there was something around that and at some time we could we could discover what that is but that's where that started it didn't start last year or yesterday it started way back then yeah and then that's part of of the work that you do to get yourself to be the best version as you go forward every day from now on
0: which space well normally we do have homework at the end of our, uh, our podcast so so maybe maybe i should say to to the listeners that yeah they should start journaling and saying how what they're grateful for and stuff and and i'll say i'll commit now so that i say out loud and then i have to but i will do that for 30 days and i will report back to you all on on what i found as as different that would be that'd be cool yeah
1: <laughs> And, and so let me tell you the first question, because I think everybody, we're talking about being authentic. So yes. this is the most authentic question I can ask. So I was working with an executive of a Fortune 10 company. So the 10th largest company in the world. And through people that know people, anyway, I got introduced to him, and which was, wow, way over my pay grade. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm dealing with my own self-doubt. I'm like, why in the world am I <laughs> Like I don't have anything. I have nothing. I didn't go to <laughs> university. I mean I all these lies just for like flying up. You
0: know? <laughs> like, like, my journal? Yes. <laughs> journal, I
1: need you. <laughs> yes, so I'm journaling and I get on this call with him and he's a very um direct person. So he oversees a million employees. He's the boss of the world worldwide a million people he is the boss of that's phenomenal so i'm like i don't know what i can i have nothing <laughs> like you know and that's not me normal i'm like let's go <laughs> then after my journaling i thought okay what is a question because questions i have learned are the most powerful things for insight yeah,
0: and you're really good with questions
1: okay like- but- I mean, they're they're like gold. So this yeah. is the question I asked him. I I said to him, I said, "What are you afraid of today?" Okay. And then I was I was the lamppost. I was totally that's des- because I didn't have anything else. <laughs> I was like, this could be the quickest coaching session in the history of the world. Twenty over, (laughs) and there's a long pause, long, like uncomfortable, awkward, like. But I'm, I'm not saying any. I, I have nothing else to say. That's all I got. And then he starts to tell me all the things he's afraid of. Now this is a leader of leaders. Like, you know, in in our world, like,
0: yeah,
1: and 90 minutes later, he stops. Oh, wow. (laughs) Here's (laughs) Here's the thing. He has nobody. He had nobody in his life that would ever ask him a serious question and listen to him. No judgment, no whatever. It just be present and believe in him. And you would think, if you knew who this was, that he would have all the confidence, all the expertise, all the education, all the money, all, all that you could possibly think that somebody could have. He has it all. And guess what? He still has fear. He still has doubt. He still has uncertainty. He's still struggling with lies about himself at this point in his career.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah.
1: What are you think I think,
0: that, I think that's the thing is is because whenever I've met, you know, I've met people who are who are successful and who you're a bit like, ooh, yeah. over. And it's like yeah. you, know, you get talking to them and you're like, actually you're really quite normal. You know, like you're expecting some I don't know, super power, superhuman person. And actually they're yeah, they're pretty, you know, they might be pretty smart. You might I I talk around my head feeling like I've done some sort of like mental marathon, you know, where you've really got to concentrate on what that person's saying, mm-hmm. but you know, then they're, they're actually, you know, pretty normal, aren't they? Mm-hmm. You know, it's normal issues. But as you say, it is, <laughs> it is lonely at the top, you know, like it's lonely yeah. being an, a, a business owner and, and being on your own, but it's lonely having employees because you you've got to have a different sort of relationship with them. And, and you're, as you say, as you work up an organization, there's there's more and more expectation on you and you know you can't I, I remember us doing a training session on um strategic marketing mm. and and it was a, a very large organization and um it was it was amazing because they, they were basically had to get us in as external trainers um to To talk through what strategic marketing was, because they would use it in performance reviews, they would use it as a buzzword, but actually nobody really understood what it meant, wow. because nobody felt confident, confident and comfortable enough they to turn around and go, you know what? I don't know what you're talking about. Wow. The lonely, and I was like, What a problem is that in an organization.
1: The loan people in the world are are business owners, entrepreneurs, CEOs, leaders in these companies.
0: Yeah.
1: And they'll never they're so afraid because they're living the lie to say, I don't know that. Although Ah. a leader and I just I'm writing this thing, the 13 uh, traits of a humble leader. I'm I'm getting ready to do a a thing on this, a blog and all that. But one of the first things is, do you have the ability to say, I don't know the answer to that?
0: Mm.
1: It's amazing how compelled I am to follow somebody that says that to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because they're being honest, aren't they?
1: And it's so it's so authentic. It gets back to your point of like what we're talking about today. You want to that. That's the power. Authenticity is being vulnerable, is saying, I don't know the answer or telling your customer, oh, we can't make it in blue. Like, that's, I don't have
0: that, or whatever, you know, whatever yeah, it is. Rather than going, well, the problem with blue is this, this, and this, and you don't want it like that, you want it like this, is just to go.
1: We have no blue paint. Like, <laughs> <it> doesn't <exist. laughs>
0: yeah, You know, I mean, and I. I and it's refreshing. And that's the thing is, is, you know, people are very, they're so tired of, there's marketing, there's, there's messaging, there's sales everywhere. It's, you know, you can't, you can't wander around without something. Yes. And uh, you know, bombarding you, and so it's actually really quite refreshing to somebody go. You know what? Actually, I don't know the answer to that, or actually, really? we just we just can't do it in that. Our capabilities are not there to do it in that color. Yes, um, yeah. it's so much more refreshing than some spiel that somebody's told them to do, so that they don't need to admit that actually they don't have something that the customer wants. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing is, is you know, a lot of the time the answers to the difficult questions customers ask you, the answers to those awkward situations, they are in you. You know, you you deal with awkward situations and awkward conversations, you know, on a regular basis as a normal human being. Mm-hmm. Um sales doesn't take that away from you. Right. Uh it's just a different, it's just a label on a different type of relationship and conversation, isn't it basically? Yeah,
1: yeah, a hundred percent. And and I think, you know, there is even the power with a customer, Sarah, to say, um, we're not the best fit for you. Yeah. Now I've challenged people to do that and it scares them to death, but there's so much, uh, integrity in that. There's so much authenticity and there's so much that can be gained with the customer long-term. If you're playing the long game by saying, you know what, you're better off to go over to ABC company Mm -hmm. because they can meet that deadline or, that production level, or whatever, and go do that, you have not lost that relationship there. What you've done now is authentically built trust and that, that can't be replaced by somebody else coming in and trying to wow them with all the bells and whistles. No. You've just separated yourself to be the 1% of salespeople in the world that over time will be the most successful by doing that.
0: By being honest. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Most definitely.
1: Yeah, I, I challenge people to go out and do that once a day, once a week, once a month, once a quarter. You know, do go look for that and then watch
0: how the conversation is different. Yeah. What we've we've had clients who've ended up wanting to work with us purely because we've told them that we can't help you. Yeah. Because they're like, you're the only person who said that. You know, we've spoken to particularly in the agency. Um, you know, we've spoken to people and they said that they can run our ads for us and they can get us this and they can get us that, and we're like, we can't guarantee that. Yeah, there's no yeah. guarantees. Your product is not tested until we test it, we don't know. Um, and it's amazing the amount of people who come back to us because they're like, nobody else said that.
1: But and how yeah. does that make Sarah and Martin feel when you say that to somebody? See, there's 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 an authenticity, there's a integrity, there's a belief. When you say that and you say, we can't help you. There's a belief in what you do that people yeah. get. They catch it. They go, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's new. I haven't heard that in five years. That's yeah. so you want You want an unfair advantage as a person. Do what you and Martin do in those situations. I would, implore your, your, your audience to go look for those situations. And, yeah. and say that to people, and watch what it does inside of you.
0: well, the thing is you're not chasing the sale, and there's a lot of respect in that that actually you know you can you can put your hands up and say, this is where our limitation is yeah. um and I think from up when I used to head up the sales for for the agency, I was very much you know actually doing the sales calls um I was very much you know wanting to really um provide people with information to so, equip them so they could go out and they could determine what was truth and what wasn't. And yeah. and I said to them, you know, I don't mind if you go with somebody else, but, you know, please do bear in mind this, this, and this because people will promise you these things and it can't be promised.
1: Right. And
0: I think, you know, if you can explain to that person why that is the case and, and, and the background on things, it can, you know, you're helping your customers to go away you're educating them, and that you know they are going to shop around people are going to shop around, but if you're helping them in that process, you're already putting yourself in a much better position than the person who was trying to f- close them on the say on the on the first call mm-hmm. um you know regardless of of what that customer was saying in in, in reply right. um so you know it is a real it, it's a it's a very easy way as you say to build long term trust mm.
1: you know the other thing Sarah that I think that's part of that is when we do that, and maybe they decide for a while to go somewhere else or to do, uh, you know, go with a different company or whatever. Then we can reflect back and we can go, what more can I do with the customers that I have now? How can yeah. I deliver more value, uh, more service to them now? Because the best way for me to really sell is for to create amazing experiences and values for the customers that I do have. And then obviously for them to go out and, and, yeah. and then share yeah. with them because then when I get that call or I have that appointment, or for me, when somebody comes in and goes, okay, so-and-so talk to you, I-, I would like to meet you. And I'm not selling then all I'm trying to do is to create an experience of what it'd be like to have me coach you. There's no, I, I, there's no selling. Now I come like you do. My whole background is sales. I had 4,000 sales people that worked for me. I mean, I lived in that world. I have totally turned that all off and I returned that energy into serving my clients so well. They have such a profound experience. They become the sales force authentically, yeah. right? Because yeah. they're not getting commission. They're not getting us out. They're not getting all this stuff and then when that person that lead comes to me in this this call this free call my whole motivation is to serve them so deeply create so much insight breakthrough miracles transformations that by the time that calls over they go how how can i work with you
0: <laughs> yeah
1: because i only want people that are that passionate about working i'm not trying to sell the whole world this is a yeah. real We don't, yeah, I, we, no. And I don't want, that's not my desire now. My ideal customer is this person. And I think for people to realize that your job is not to sell the whole world. It's to sell your ideal customer that is a fit for you and for them. Yeah. And it takes all the pressure of all the 80% else out there. It kind of like, you're not so, you don't waste all that energy.
0: No. No, you just really resonate with the people that you really want to work with.
1: Yeah. Yes. Which is a good life. And at the end of the day, you feel better about yourself. Yeah. You feel better about your life. You're 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 better in the rest of your life. You feel like going for a run at the end of the day. You feel <laughs> like taking your husband out to dinner for a special time. You feel like taking that holiday to Spain. You you know what I mean? Because your yeah. the integrity is lined yeah. with the authentic self, and you're your best version. They go, well, that guy, that gal, that guy, that the, he, they take more time off. They and yet they're they're out producing us. Well, and I've had people for years say that, and they go, like, how do you do this? You're only working three days a week. And I go, because that's what I believe is the balance of my life, and I can best serve people in that way. And, and, and when I'm there, I'm 150% there because I'm fully charged. I'm my best version for them. And when I'm off and you've, we've been off together. We're off. Like we're, I call it off season. I'm totally unplugged. Like I don't like, and my clients know that it's like when we're in it, we're in it. Like nobody's going harder than I am. But when we're off, we're off because I want my whole life to be successful. Yeah. I don't want just the money. I want all of it. I want to have an amazing marriage of 43 years. that gets better every day. And it does. I want to have kids that I have a great relationship with and grandkids and health and finance and all these. I want I'm I am bold enough now. The seven year old dyslexic kid that was told he's not going to be anything. I'm bold enough to believe that I can have success in all of my life. Right. Because that's the truth that, that I don't I don't hear the lie much anymore. Mm. It, still, it still pops up every now and again. I'm I'm human but I'm so weighted towards the truth. And that's why this has been such a beautiful experience with you and Martin and b- even being on this today because you guys are doing this and you're building yes. this life that's beautiful. Your dreams and goals are coming true and it's just the beginning and these kids are going to have this wonderful parent example to go change the world, also. And so you've, you're, you're already living this legacy of the best life for them. And, you know, that's, wow, that's a greatest gift, right? Yeah.
0: It's a great yeah, gift. Cool,
1: isn't it? Yeah. So we get to do this. Sarah and I get to do this all day. We're married to people that that love us despite this. And, and, and I'll say, you know, we're like, we're on the same page. Yeah. You know, we, we have this deep understanding, but, but that's come through investing time and energy and, and, you know, being there when things are rough and good, good and, and all the different things in life. But we've kept the long view of saying, wow, these are amazing. People are doing amazing things. They make us better. Sarah and Martin make us better and so that's valuable and that helps us to live into our true identity
0: and that's very much from our point of view very reciprocated yeah um and it's really nice to have that mutual scenario where you know you're drawing things and you're drawing very different things from that same relationship yeah which is really cool well I think that's a really nice note to leave it on so thank you very much Scott for today um if if people want to get hold of a bit more scott what can they do uh
1: confidencecoach.org o-r-g yeah and and you know i i'm a brave soul so anybody can book an hour with me um after this they probably won't but but if anybody (laughs) wanted to and and you know i i just have these conversations and then you know we see where it goes and whether it's the truth for them or or not and um but let me say this to your audience and the people that will, will pop into this conversation. Obviously, this is not a normal business conversation. These are two <laughs> people that love and care for each other. You know, the four of us, have. Uh, you know, we've, we've been brought together in a, mm-hmm. in a really unique way. This doesn't happen in a moment, people. This is what an authentic long-term relationship of people that are really for each other's best interest. And this is a model of how we, the four of us, believe business, life, all of life should be. That's yeah. what we're all striving. We want all of our life. We, you know, you you know, we want this for everything in our life, the four of us. And so this is kind of our gift to the world to say that this is possible. Sure, we're in different countries. Sure we we're not together every day. Sure, all these things, but that doesn't mean we can't have a powerful, authentic relationship and really stand with each other and go, I believe in you. And I'm going to carry that belief even when it's hard because, like, we all have those seasons. But mm-hmm. we, that doesn't stop us to going, you know what, there's a better day tomorrow and there's a better yeah. version of you coming. And that's what I'm I'm focused on supporting.
0: And I think what, you know, from from sort of, my standpoint on that one is that you know when you have a conversation with somebody and it leaves you more positive and it makes you more energized than when you started that conversation you know that it's one of those you know relationships and one of those yeah. conversations that it is healthy for you it's good for you and you know you want to be seeking out more and more of those conversations and relationships where you can because you know it you want to make the most of your life yeah. um but you know you want to 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 fill it with as as much positivity as, as you can um because you know there's nothing worse than than the opposite where you're just you know it's it's getting all negative all the time and there's all the take and there isn't any of the give um and so you know it's really lovely to have those relationships and those people you can call on to really help lift you um and and, and keep you going yeah. so
1: there we go. This is all. Hey, okay. <laughs> we, we made it. We survived. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, thank you so much once again to Scott Ballard for being with us today. So thoroughly enjoyed our um, interview. All that's left to say now, guys, is I look forward to speaking to you again next week. We're talking sales, we're talking a bit of a business update, and um, I will see you all then. Bye for now. Happy selling thanks for listening to the selling without Sleeves podcast if you enjoyed this episode please head over to itunes or stitcher or wherever you are listening from to leave us a review it's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it